You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy. Esther, what are you doing? Learning how to play ukulele? We're recording. We're recording? Hi, and welcome to the Dark and Twisty Podcast. Where we give you advice from two people who need advice themselves. I'm Esther. And I'm Nikki. Let's get right into this. Hey guys, welcome back. Dark and Twisty here. Did you just say that as an intro? Hey guys, welcome back. Dark and Twisty here. What should I say? I don't know what to say. Hi guys. Um, as Esther said, Dark and Twisty here. The advice podcast from people who need advice themselves. So um, if you want to know the kind of week me and Esther are having, we've been planning a move to Hawaii. If that doesn't tell you how we're feeling, then I don't know what will. All of a sudden, we made plans to go to Hawaii, and now Nikki's entire TikTok is just blowing up with people just picking up and moving to Hawaii. Is it a sign? It's a sign. It's, it's a sign. It's a sign. I just want to say, though, I think Esther's like, oh, let's go to Hawaii for three months. I'm like, let's go to Hawaii. I'll cut my hair. I'll change my name. I'll drop everyone I've ever known and loved and start a new life. And for anyone listening who's like, I saw all, the, all these people are commenting on the TikToks. They're like, if you're going to Hawaii, you have to learn the culture. Like, don't just do it to run away from your problems. Like, yes, we'd be running away from our problems, but we would also learn about the culture. Of I am a traveler, and I personally have to say that I do not go to another country unless I immerse myself in the culture because it is the most, it is what makes that country unique and exciting and important and fun. Um, if you wanted an update on my school situation, there is none. Uh, the macro teacher said I can join his class, but then the chair of the department won't answer me. So, basically, I'm going to be in college for the next, the rest of my life. Unless I drop out and move to Hawaii. That's all I'm trying to say. Is like, I could literally just drop everything and go. I'll pack one suitcase and Carl. The only things I actually care about. I'm down to pick up and go, but, like, I don't want to start a new life in Hawaii. Like, I already have a life here, but, like, I'm happy to go for a year or two or three or four or twelve. Like, I'm happy for that. Well, that's fine. No, that's fine. Like, if we go for, like, a year or two, by the time I come back, everyone will forget who I am and I can discontinue my new life here. I mean, or I won't come back. I'm down to move for forever. I just don't want to commit myself because I have commitment issues. So I'm going to say let's go for three months. Also, it's super expensive. The rent there is so expensive. Like, I'm happy to move to Asia for uh, forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not necessarily going to be happy to move to Hawaii where rent is $6,000 a month to just live on the beach, you know? Like, let's go for three months. Hawaii is still part of the United States. True, true. So it's not like picking up and moving like to a whole new country like at least we're still because if we we're gonna pick up and move to a whole new country like you know my heart is in ireland i am down to move to ireland for three months why are we not on ireland should we just Let's do it ireland. forget about hawaii hey guys, i went to ireland it was actually this this time last year that i went to ireland for my 21st birthday with my mom and i actually had the best time over first of all there's cows and greenery everywhere and i love animals so that was awesome i was proposed to in ireland so that was also fun like I have everything I need there. Um, it was just such a beautiful time, and I would love to live there on a farm. I'm going to be real. So. Last time me and Nikki were supposed to move to Ireland, she backed out. So Yeah, but now, now I'm trying to run away from my life. And I spoke to my mom about it, and she's okay with it. Now, I just want to say. She's like, if you want to run away from your life, like, I support you. That's. Not financially, of course, <laughs> because that would actually help. <laughs> But if you want, pack your bags and leave, sister. (laughs) If you want, go. I just want to say, if you guys think that we're doing all of this just for the podcast, these are actually how our conversations go. Like, she'll call me 
random times. Esther, let's move to Hawaii. I'm like, I'm down. Let's do it. We start looking at apartments. Like, this happens on the regular. We usually don't do it, but this time we're actually considering <laughs> it. Well, this time, the truth is, we also have the option of maybe just, like, renting a house in, like, Colorado. So down. Like, so, so, yeah. so down. Like, staying within the United States. Also, somewhere I could drive and I don't have to worry about Carl. Like, that, that's... A good option, well, I think, because Carl... We would be driving anywhere we go. Um, not to Hawaii. Yeah, not to Hawaii, but you drive in Hawaii. Can you drive to Hawaii? Is I mean, really stupid you question? could, maybe. I don't know. Could you? Anybody know? Please feel free to DM us and let us know if you're Guys, if you know if you could drive to Hawaii, I, can you let I us Google know? right this second? Google it, Google can it. I really want to know. The correct answer is no. It is not possible to drive to Hawaii. Oh, However, wow. you can have your car transported Ooh. there by ship Ooh. and drive around the island so you have it, like, you basically get it shipped to you. That's a pretty... We can... Gertrude! <gasps> <gasps> guys, okay. Esther, you've never posted a picture of your car on Because I've been in Florida. Okay, guys. I need to tell you all something. She's not with you? No, I didn't bring Gert- Gertie with me. So, I have a car. She's a 1999 Toyota Corolla. Really gorgeous. Gold. Beautiful. Her name is Gertrude. Um, and me and Nikki are obsessed with her. She's so old. I'm in love with her. She's, she's so beautiful. She's a little moldy. So clean. She's basically a little bit moldy, age. A little bit smelly, but that we can't judge. You know? We a don't judge bit. just because she smells But if you drive with the windows open, then what's the problem? Yeah, also like air freshener, windows, you know, stuff like that. Can I tell a story that makes you sound like an unsafe person, Esther? <laughs> Okay, Esther, Esther will, tells me that she goes in her car, and if her hair is wet, she'll just drive with her head out the window to drive her, to dry her hair. Okay, I haven't done that in a very long time, but yes, I, I have done that. Because you've been in Florida. Also, one time Nikki didn't believe me, so I video called her while that was happening, and she's like, wait, you're video calling me with one hand, your hair is on the, your hair is out the window with your other hand, what's driving the car? I don't know. Miracle. Gertie likes to drive herself. It's true. Gertie's got her... The mold gives her special powers, It's true. You know what? It's not my fault about the mold. I just want to say I left for a day with the windows open. It was a bright summer day. Okay, it didn't start there, but this is where it exacerbated. And (laughs) um, it started raining. It took me a long time to get home. By the time I got back to my car, it was soaking wet. And then I left to Israel for 10 days, so I had to close the windows while I was gone. And all of that water just stayed in the seats and stayed in the car. So, I I do like how you said that it's not your <laughs> fault, even though you are the one who left the windows down. But it was a sunny place, day. So I always leave the windows down on a sunny day. Who closes <laughs> windows on so a sunny could day? Someone really just get into Gertie and steal her if they wanted to, but nobody, nobody wants, wants to. Gertie, Gertie, Gertie has nobody a special connection. To. If someone tried to steal her, she'd be like, pause off. <laughs> She'd be like, uh-uh. You don't look like Esther to me. <laughs> She's going to scream. She, she knows how to scream. She goes, <laughs> anytime you turn her on. Seriously, it's like an alarm. <laughs> Anyways, enough of Gertie. We will bring Gertie to Hawaii and we will live our best life. Yeah. Do you want to go with the questions? Let's do it. We got so many questions and we just want to start off by saying if we don't get to answer your question this week because we are limited for time, we will 100% get to it within the next coming episodes. And I'm just going to tell you guys again, so we do have an anonymous submission form and you guys have found it, which is great. We will be linking our anonymous submission form in the actual description of the episode. So if you have a question for us or if you want to give us some advice, you can just go to that link and you could do it completely anonymously. I literally can't say that word. I'm anonymously. 
I just graduated and was going to spend the whole summer traveling. It was my last chance to travel before I start a job, and I'm so depressed that now I can't because of corona. How do I make myself feel better? The rest of the world gets to travel and post cute Insta pics, and everything goes so smoothly, and then that one trip that I've been waiting for for four years gets totally ruined. Why does this always happen to me? Um, I just want to say that I was literally in the same boat, so I don't know if you listened to the first episode, but I was talking about how I was on my semester abroad, technically, when this all went down and we actually had to leave and the reason the semester abroad was so important to me because this was my time to be able to travel Europe like I'm in school for a lot more years and then the second I finish school I'm gonna have a job and then eventually I'm gonna get married and I'm gonna have kids and like when am I gonna have the time to travel again and this like this was my time to travel. I took a job this year that gave me travel leave Um, it was a specific arrangement that we had agreed that you know while I'm in New York I'm working and then I can take off whenever I need for however long I need and go travel. And I wanted that for this year specifically was because I have no responsibility. I wasn't in college. I wasn't doing anything that tied me down to New York. So my job while I was in New York was there to make money. And then when I made enough money and I had a travel opportunity, I went and I, I took it, you know? Um, and now that Corona happened, kind of messed me over. I was supposed to be away for April and May in April, Guatemala, May, Israel, and then continue traveling in September into South America. Um, So I'm also super disappointed about that. It took me a long time. I was kind of really bummed about this for a while. I like to believe, I know this, but I don't always feel this way, that everything happens for a reason. And I know that I'll find out the reason one day. I know the reason wasn't to just be broken in bed. (laughs) Oh my God, the drama that comes out of this girl. I literally, I cannot. I like to believe that everything happens for a reason and I will someday see the reason for it. I know that I definitely took a lot of things from this time to focus on myself and focus on my personality and my character traits that I wanted to work on and a lot of things that I haven't been able to accomplish that I'm finally able to accomplish, like my ukulele. And I also am a big believer in everything happens for a reason, but if you're not a big believer in everything happens for a reason, then you're going to have to make the best of this time. Listen, hopefully you will have these opportunities again in the future. Yes, it might not be in the same way that you were expecting to have this. Like, me and my friends literally send each other pictures of, like, all the places that we were supposed to visit still. I mean, we were like, oh, today was supposed to be our last day in this country. Today was supposed to be our day in this country. Like, obviously, we were going to dwell on that, but... There's nothing that you could do about it. And hopefully you will have these opportunities again, regardless if they're with like a husband or a wife or if they're with your family and or they're with your friends. Like you never know when you're going to get these opportunities again. It gives you more things to look forward to. And yes, it totally sucks, but you have to make the best out of a bad situation. So like take this time to like travel your state even like, like I know I don't, I'm in New Jersey right now. Like I can go to all these different parks in New Jersey and hike around New Jersey that I've never seen before and take my cute Instagram pictures there. Also another thing, as you all I'm sure have heard this quote, when one door closes, another one opens. It's so true. So that door closed and it's so suck. It's so sucky that, you know, you're unable to go on this trip that you've been planning for four years and you've invested so much into the hopes and into the dreams of this travel opportunity. So it's so disappointing when it doesn't happen. And when you have to tell everyone, uh, not going in the end, you know, I get that feeling. An opportunity will come up again, maybe in a different form, like Nikki said, like maybe with your husband, maybe with your family, maybe a travel study abroad opportunity will come about. But either way, when an opportunity comes up and it will come up again, you make sure that you get your fair share of travel. How are you guys staying productive in quarantine? And in general, how do you remain productive in everyday life? I'm so lazy and haven't done anything in the past few months. 
it's been a little bit tough for me in these past two weeks because of my leg. So I've, it's been really difficult actually to not be able to be productive. But the schedule that I was working with before I hurt myself was very much, I gave myself the space to relax and, you know, burn brain cells just like everybody else does. But I Except did it you in- never use TikTok. <laughs> I always TikTok is the only way to, brain, to kill brain cells. <laughs> There's so many other ways, you know? So I enjoy... Okay, there are. Yeah, I enjoy a good sitting and doing nothing just as much as anybody else, but I do think that it only feels really good when you've done things with your day. So I actually recently just got into a great quarantine routine. I think it's very important to figure out what your routine is, and your routine does not need to look like everybody else's routine. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. Like... Basically, what I was doing is I was getting up every day. I always have a coffee right away. As you guys might know, I have a coffee machine in my room, um, my killer coffee machine. If you didn't listen to that episode. We both have a coffee addiction. We love coffee, and we would not survive without it. We love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, coffee. The first thing I do in the morning is make myself a coffee. Like, that is, I, I can't function without it. But what I was doing is I was making myself a coffee, I was walking the dog, and then I was working out. I was always so exhausted when I got into working out because it was still early in the morning, my brain hasn't fully woken woken up yet. So what I started doing, and I just started this two weeks ago, and it is so working for me. I wake up, I make myself a coffee, I go on my phone for 10-15 minutes, and as I'm drinking my coffee, before I do anything, before I take the dog out, before I go work out, I start doing work. I get, I'm in bed, I get my computer out, I start doing work for whatever class that I have is, and it gives my mind like the ability to wake up. And the reason that I'm saying this is because that's not a traditional thing. A lot of people don't just wake up and start doing work. They need to wake themselves up. I need to go on a walk first. I need to work out first, but you need to find what's right for you. And like that for me has been working so well that on the days that I have don't have work, I don't know. I don't know how to wake myself up. I think that's the most important part of a routine and of a schedule and to staying productive is it doesn't need to look like anybody else's schedule. Do what works for you. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to get up and do things. So if you want to be productive, it has to work according to what the way that you work best. Yeah, and I, I think people struggle with being productive because they're trying to stick to what's traditionally deemed as productive. But what what is product like what do you need to be doing? You need to think about what your goals and object and objectives are for that day and think of how are you going to accomplish them when you want to accomplish them. And what method is it going to take you to do that? When I'm better, my routine I hope to keep to is going to stay waking up at 11 because I appreciate waking up at 11. When I work in my office, I need to be up at like 7:30 in the morning and that is painful for me. I don't like the morning. So what I'll do is I'll wake up at 11, I'll start my day, I'll work until five, um, and then I will chill, have a good day, eat something. Um, in my productive days, I love eating healthy and yummy foods that I cooked. I love cooking. So that's really fun and productive for me, playing my ukulele. All those things are productive for me, but they wouldn't necessarily be productive for someone else. So for me, when I get out of bed at one o'clock, I know it's going to be an unproductive day. When I get out of bed at 11, it's super productive. So I know that for other people, going to be- waking up at 11 is a joke. Like... Everybody keeps making me feel bad about it. Everyone's like, you're waking up at 11, you don't get to complain. Well, when you're going to bed at 4 a.m., you could complain that you're tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Another, It's also funny because when I have like my days off where I have no schoolwork, I'll do all this planning for the future. And I'll be busy all day, like, like you know, either researching places in Hawaii for me next or, or like also like getting together like a spreadsheet of like things that I want for my apartment. 
that I don't have, like, when I live in my own apartment, and I'm, like, literally, and I was talking to my boyfriend about it, and I was saying, like, I feel like I'm, like, this is so silly of me that I'm making all these spreadsheets and doing all this research on things that are not pertaining to my life right now, and he's, like, what are you talking about? He's, like, you're being so productive, because in the future, I'm not gonna have time to do these things, like, I'm gonna be busy with my job or whatever it is, and, like, when I start getting an apartment of my own, I probably will be working, I'll be in school, I'm not gonna have time to sit there and make a spreadsheet of all the stuff that I want, Also, you have, have time because... now, why not? Like, exactly. let yourself get it out exactly. of Exactly, like, use your time now to do things that will help you in the future. I also want to say that in our episode two called A Failed Podcast, we did discuss being stuck in a rut because sometimes when you're not productive and it's been three months, it feels like I, I don't even know how to start being productive again. So I would definitely say take a listen to episode two and let us know your thoughts. Okay, next question. How do you keep in touch with friends during quarantine? There were a lot of people who I was school friends with so, like, we never talked on the phone or texted. So now that they're not in my life at all anymore, it's too awkward to text them because we're not actually out-of-school friends. I'll make it easy. I don't have any friends, so it's not a problem. <laughs> so Nikki is in, like, a self-pity mode. No, um, I would say it's a really tough spot. I totally relate to that. We're, like, you're friends with someone because you're associated with them it's called friends by association like your school friends your work friends you're living in the same community friends and then when you're not able to be friends in that way anymore you like what like what now you know I think it's time to become friends with those people honestly like what's the worst that's gonna happen if you do text them like to catch up with them. I was going to say that. Like, in general, when everything is happening in school, fine. Maybe you're not going to call them after school because you see them in school. But if you talk to them in school, you sending them a text because you're not in school anymore, it's not like they're going to receive it in a weird way. They're not going to be like, oh, why is she texting me? We're not out of school friends. Exactly. Because there's no school. So exactly. you're just sending a friendly text to catch up. Like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while because we're not in school. They know that you're not in school with them and they know that you're not really such good friends out of school. So it's not going to come off to them in like a weird way. Worst comes to worst, you'll develop a good close relationship with this person. The thing about friends by association is like you guys totally have the potential to be friends. So why not use that to make a new friend? And if you really feel that awkward texting them like, oh my God, it'd be so weird. They'd so judge me. Then you probably don't actually want to be their friend. But it's not even about like texting them and and so much about the message it's more like if worst comes to worst even if it was just a small little quick friendly conversation because you guys are friendly it's not bad do you know what I'm saying like even if you're not developing a close relationship with them afterwards you're still being friends with them and for them they're not going to receive it in a weird way because they're you're in school friends and you aren't in school so you send them something because you thought of that stranger that you've never met yeah, it's not being, you know, so that's definitely important. Honestly, definitely you just like, said a really good thing. You said a really good thing. You were like, oh, if you send them some something that, like, reminded you of them, that's a really good segue if you're too nervous to just text them, like, hey. Like, if you saw a meme or a TikTok or a video of Esther doing the ukulele that, like, really reminded you of them, you can just, <laughs> you can just like, send it to them and then spark co- Oh, you know what's a great way to spark conversation? Send them this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> be like yo i just heard this podcast what do you think about it let me know like, your oh thoughts God, i just heard this and it totally made me think of you no not a good i'm just saying i i mean i'm not trying to like promote us or anything but <laughs> either way i don't think that they'll receive it as weird and even so like think about it like this nikki think about it like this everyone <laughs> everyone think close your eyes and think if someone were to send you a text message just because she isn't your best friend and she sent you a text message or they sent you a text message, would you receive it as weird? 
Or would you just be happy that they sent you a text? I'd be flattered. about you. Yeah. It's just really sweet. Like, they're thinking about you, so they sent you a text. When I get a random text from someone I'm not so close to, I get so flattered. Always. So we got a question saying, I'd like to know more on the importance of human connection. Social distancing may be related to the anger and rioting. We need human connection to heal. What happens when we don't have human connection? So, <laughs> checking if my mic is on because we have this new system of muting ourselves. Esther is so mad about this mute policy that I put on because I edit, if you guys didn't know. So it's easier for me to edit when one person is speaking and the other person's on mute, but Esther is just always so mad about it. Because some of the best comments are just spontaneous and then I have to like remember to push the button or it won't get recorded. Like I'm hilarious. Okay, well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, Answer the freaking question I just asked. Okay. I personally think that the social distancing has an effect on the rioting because it's been so long since people have gathered together and like been a part of human connection aside from the people living in their houses that people are almost at this like end point of like what next like oh there's an opportunity let's go you know um but I want to take it away just from the anger and the rioting and just talking about the importance of human connection in general we as humans crave connection between other humans like people who are by themselves they're manageable, they're able to live, but human connection brings so much depth to a person. First of all, you learn a lot about yourself, about the people you hang around with, the people you talk to. You learn a lot about yourself as a person and see how, how do you interact when this person says this and, and how do I feel when this and this happened to me? This is how we grow as people ourselves. As well as the human connection brings about so much happiness and joy and warmth to our lives. I feel like we wouldn't, I mean, I personally feel like I wouldn't be able to survive without human connection. I'm thinking right now, if I was quarantined this whole time for three months in an apartment by myself. So I think that in general, as people, we crave other people. And it doesn't mean you can't do things on your own. And it doesn't mean you're not happy to be on your own. There's introverts and there's extroverts. Extroverts, I'm an extrovert. I get my fuel. I get my energy from being with people. When I'm with my friends, I'm at my best. And then that gives me the ability to be on my own. Now, an introvert might be the opposite where they get their energy from being alone and they use that energy when they're with their friends and it's so taxing when they're with their friends I know a lot of people like me. that <laughs> literally and me. both are fine but in both ways there's a human connection do you understand and I want to bring it back to the point of the anger and the rioting these I think those are two separate things I do think that the anger is not because of the situation we're in. I think this the anger is because of the years and years and years that black people have been treated different in America. So yes, that, I think that's where all the anger, it's pent up anger that is coming out. And I think that it's totally reasonable, the anger. But I don't think that the rioting is connected to that because I think the rioting is being used as an excuse because anybody who is actually trying to make a difference here, which by the way, guys, we haven't mentioned it yet in this episode, but there are ways that you can help make a difference and we are going to link it again in the bio of this episode. But anyone who's actually trying to make a difference obviously knows that the rioting is not right. The rioting is just making the situation so much worse. And I think that people know that. But the people that are making a difference are the people that are standing strong and standing up for what they believe and supporting the communities and supporting the organizations that are helping these things and stating your opinion in a proper and important way, you know, but I don't think one is... Educating yourself. Yeah. And I just want to say about this question about needing human connection to heal, I definitely agree. Think about when someone is going through a really difficult time. 
all they want are their support system around them. You know, whether that's their parents, whether that's their friends, whether that's their, I don't know, anybody in your life that could, your boyfriend, your husband, your kids, it could all be, they are your support system. And a lot of times we feel like we need support. So we need this connection. Even just think about it like this. Think about a hug. A hug can go so far. If you're going through something and all you want is a hug from your best friend and you're able to get that, that's how you, you're like, oh, it feels better. Not that the solution is there, not that the problem is gone, but it feels better because your friend is giving you her support. So I definitely agree with the idea that we do need human connection to heal, but we don't have the opportunity necessarily right now. I'd be curious to see what's going to happen after this because we need human connection to heal, but we're going to be worried about human connection because we're scared. You know, once this is over, we're all going to be really afraid to do things that we would have normally done all the time. Everyone's so, going to be a little bit more cautious. I was going to say, if you guys have like an opinion on the matter, we would love if you would write it into us on the advice section of our forum. We would love to hear it. But yeah. when... I think that when we don't have the ability to heal with human connection, we kind of have to learn how to heal on our own. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to, we need to learn how to heal ourselves and on our own. And then when we have human connection, it can only add. I think I've said this in another episode where like friends are not a necessity. They're a plus. You were born alone. You were brought into this world alone. Unfortunately, you're going to die alone. And when all that happens, you need to know, not when all that happens, <laughs> when you die, you're born into this world alone and we go through different things on our own. You're getting married alone. You're not getting married with your best friend. I mean, it would be really cool if you are, Nikki, let's plan it. But oh, so even so, like, even if, not to each other, but if we're getting married oh. at the same time <laughs> and we go through it together, we're still each going through our own experiences on our own. You know, so we do need to know, we need to know how to heal ourselves and how to help ourselves as well as using the support of our friends and our family when we're able to have it. That's what I think. Okay, just an intro to help you understand. I come from a super Orthodox Jewish world where we only start dating when we're ready. So how do I know when I'm ready to get into that? According to my list, I'm right on track. I finished high school. I went to seminary. I did a year on Shluchus. For those that don't know, that is a year that people devote to helping another community. So they go and fly to that other community and they spend the year working in the community, teaching, making programs and helping them out. Um, and I went to school, got my degree and have a great job that I never want to leave. And all my friends are getting engaged and married. And I just don't know if my feelings are pressure or FOMO or just that I'm ready. Um, I think that when you come from a community like this, it's really hard because it's really hard to individualize yourself. Like you know that you're supposed to want these things at a specific time, but how do you know that you actually want these things? Now I'm not saying you don't want these things. You could, you totally want them. It's just, how do you know when you as an individual are actually ready or is it just the pressure that you're getting from everyone around you? I myself am a part of this super Orthodox community and I'm in the same place in that way. A lot of my friends are engaged and married, and I did all the right things. I did all the things on my list. So here's what I want to say. First of all, your life isn't a list. Your life isn't a, I went to high school, check. I went to seminary, check. I went, you know, it's not a checklist that you have to say, okay, I got married, check. Hi, kids, check. No. Your life is a story that you are creating for yourself. And your life is like a book, right? And until you're old enough to write your own book, people are writing it for you, right? You go to a certain school by default, your parents put you there. You have certain friends growing up because at the beginning when you're beginning to be friends with them, it's, ooh, I like your snack, let's be friends. 
and I like your jump rope, let's be friends, and then it matures. And when you mature and you're able to take that pen into your own hand and say, this friend is good for me, this friend is not good for me, I like this person, I want to make a relationship with this person, you know, I want to go to this school, I want to work hard to achieve this goal, you have the pen in your hand to write your story and make it epic and however you want it to read. So I always say, like, for myself, make it a story that you are proud to show other people, that other people will pick up and be like, whoa, cool, nice story. Not that we're living our life for other people, but just so that it's exciting for yourself, that you're proud to show what your life is about. I think that you need to look at yourself and say, okay, am I ready to be married? I think that's a big part of it because I feel as if, I mean, I could definitely be wrong, but if you're not ready to be married, there's, you're going to feel like, oh, if I get married, I'm going to miss out on this. If I get married, I'm going to miss out on that. And if that is what you want, then that is what you should do. But if you're doing it just because you feel like you're supposed to be doing it, because I think deep down, you know in your heart, am I doing this because I want to or I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do? If you're just doing this because it's something that you feel like you're supposed to do, I think you need to give yourself a little bit more time. Time could literally mean an extra month. Time could literally mean an extra two months. It doesn't have to be an entire year of you putting off this serious type of dating. You can, you can just wait, wait a few weeks, wait a week. See Here's the thing. After a week. Here's yeah. the thing. When you're brought up in a certain way that this is what we do, let's say as a community and as all your friends, your whole life, all we talk about, like think about in high school, what you talk about is your wedding, your husband, your kids, your, I'm saying like when you're brought up in a certain way that this is your next step and that you're not ready or you don't necessarily feel ready or you're not sure if you're ready to take that next step, you automatically feel this like, of course I should be taking this next step. All my friends are taking this next step. What's wrong with me that I'm not able to take this next step? And here's the thing. It's not that you're not able to. It's, do you want to? It's you, I'm sure, after doing all the experiences that you've had and all the things in your life, you have a certain amount of experiences and a certain amount of knowledge under your belt. And those things are going to help you with your life. The question is, do you feel like you're ready to take this next step and commit to a person for the rest of your life? And the answer is individual. It's not necessarily yes or no. It's you have to look at yourself. Nobody can give you the answer for this. Your parents can't pressure you into it. Your friends can't tell you that you're ready. Of course you're ready. You're ready. If you don't feel ready, you're not going to be ready because someone else tells you. Here's the thing, right? You're never going to be ready to be a wife, to be a, you don't know what it feels like to do those things. So how are you ever going to know if you're ready? So when you do take those steps, you'll learn things along the way and you'll make yourself ready. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you will make yourself ready to be a wife when you are a wife. You'll figure it out just like everybody else does. Nobody else is either ready. So if that's why you're feeling like you're not ready because you're like, well, I don't know how to be a wife. I don't think you should be, like, don't let yourself being scared throw you off from it. Exactly, because you'll figure out the same way anybody else does. So you're ready, technically. The only thing is, if you have something that you're dealing with now, where you say, like, I might not be ready because X, Y, Z, right? So let's say someone says, I'm a selfish person. I'm not ready to get married because I can't think outside myself. Fine, work on that. And then when you're done working on that and you say, okay, now I'm ready to share my life with a spouse and with my kids, let's do it. But you're never going to be ready. Do you understand? Yeah. What I want to say, just to wrap it up and just give you like a solid something hopefully that you can walk away with, is you know yourself best. Your parents, your friends, and the people around you know themselves the best. And you need to do what's best for you. If you don't feel like you're ready to take that next step in marriage, that is okay. And if you're old enough to get married, you're old enough to know when to start and when not to start. If you tell your parents, I'm not ready to start dating right now, they need to respect that 
because if you're old enough to get married, you're old enough to know that you're not yes, ready I as well. Agree. If you're not sure if you're ready, you can always just jump in the pool and see if it's for you. You're not necessarily going to marry the first guy that you date, first of all. So would it hurt to go out on a date with someone? See how it is. If you really liked it, if you, it was really not for you. Also, if you find the right person by That's mistake, exactly what I was gonna you're going to get married exactly. and you're going to be ready like, for it. You might not feel ready, but you're going to meet that person on the date and you're going to be like, wow, this person makes me want to be ready. This person makes me feel ready because they're the right person for me. With and the if right you don't person, find that person exactly. that's okay. With the right yeah, person, if you, don't find you the right will person, be ready. That's okay. Then you have more time to yourself to figure out what, like, what it is. I, I 100% agree with that. Dip your, you can dip your toes in. Okay, so now we're going to jump into the advice portion. So we ask you guys for advice at the end of each episode. So last week we specifically asked because Esther felt like she was being a burden to people because she broke her body and she needs people to stitch her back together and she's feeling really broken. So we specifically asked you guys for (laughs) advice on that. So I'm going to read some of the advice that we got for Esther. People sent in advice? Yay. (laughs) So someone said that... um, the fact that you broke your body makes them laugh hysterically, and I think that's great. They said it's hilarious, and that makes me happy because it is hilarious. So somebody said this, and it actually is not only about your leg. It's about a lot of the things that we talked about, so that's why I specifically picked this one um, out of all the advice that we got. This is the one that I picked. So don't worry about asking for help when you can't walk. You're in your head too much. You might be thinking about it for a few minutes, deciding whether or not to ask someone for help, but the person who's helping you is thinking about it for a second. They'll do it, and then they're going to forget you asked. A lot of times, people think everyone is judging them or thinking about them, but no one actually cares. This applies also wanting a career or going to college or being a stay-at-home mom, which is what I was saying. No one's going to think about if you went to college or you just decided to be a stay-at-home mom or if you want to have a job. People aren't even going to think about that for more than a second before they think about someone else. So if you're wondering whether to ask them for help, just remember that you're in your head too much, which I liked a lot because I think you are in your head too much. Like, I, I like that too because I know that I'm in my head and I know that I'm the only one that thinks of it that way, but it's still hard to like ask for help. Also, I guess because I'm a person that really likes to do things for myself and I enjoy doing things, you know what I'm saying? Like I enjoy doing yeah. things for other people. It's just harder for me to swallow, but I yeah. really appreciated that advice. Thank you so much yeah. to whoever sent that And in. someone also said, um, someone also said specifically to me, Nikki, that they were quarantining at their boyfriend's family for a few weeks. And she said, it was honestly horrible. I literally felt like we <laughs> said, I literally felt like he was dating his mom and I was the third wheel. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> uh, we had it, we had to get out of there. Thankfully, my boyfriend got us an Airbnb, and we've been out for weeks, and then because we need our space, good luck, baby girl, stay strong. Um, I can't say anything because I'm still quarantining at their house, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but it's actually funny because, like, I think my brother's wife always feels like a third wheel to him and his mom. To him and his mom. <laughs> him and, him and mom. your mom. <laughs> <laughs> our mom. She's my mom, too, but, I mean, if... So, as I said, you guys, first of all, if you want to find a way to help with Black Lives Matter, we have linked it in the description of this podcast. We also have linked a anonymous forum where you can ask for advice or give us advice on anything you want. Um, I realize that not everyone who listens might follow us on Instagram, by the way. If you don't follow us on Instagram. Yeah, so. At Dark Twisty Pod. Yeah, if you don't follow us on Instagram, our handle's at Dark Twisty Pod without the at sign. Um, an ongoing argument. Um, and you can also send us an email with your questions if you have at Dark Twisty Pod. Esther, with the spelling. D-A-R-K-T-W-I-S-T-Y-P-O-D. And I didn't use the document. A! Wow. She can spell. Jokes. spelling is getting so good. (laughs) Um, also, Esther, you want to walk them through how to subscribe if they don't know how to subscribe? I'm going to post a TikTok on our Instagram 
feel free to go check it out on TikTok itself um, about how to subscribe, but I'm just going to go over that quickly now. Go Apple Podcasts, type in Dark and Twisty, click on Dark and Twisty by Esther and Nikki Friedman, and then go ahead straight. There's a subscribe button. Press that button. Scroll down. Start from episode one, then two, then three, yes. then four. And then make sure to give us a five-star <laughs> rating and review. Exactly. And we love you guys, and we'll talk to you yeah. next Monday. Yes, talk to you then. Bye. Are we allowed to kiss them? <laughs> you can kiss them. <laughs>